Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about why fitness business consultants fucking suck and why you cannot follow them religiously, okay? Getting too dogmatic about some shit that some expert says and just following their shit to the T is only going to lead you fucking to wherever they go, which is constantly pivoting, constantly changing. And I, while I get that the game is constantly changing, you need to have a little bit of ownership over your own process. Once you hand that stuff over... My God, you're just letting people upend your entire community, your entire business model, just for what? Because they wanted to try something and now they have your system at their disposal to do it at. And they can experiment in your gym, your people, your clients, your new leads, your reputation. All this shit is just now stapled to some big fucking consulting organization out there that's telling you what to do and telling your clients what they can do. So this is going to be a sassier episode but we're going to go over some specifics and why we'd like you guys to follow some guiding principles so that you can actually be the ones who are evolving your system and giving people choices and leaning towards optimal not just saying doing what this guy says you need to do right fucking now because this is working right now and then in three months you're like oh well now that that trashed your reputation we realize that let's pivot and do something different so fuck all them fitness consultants Okay, including us. So <laughs> before we get into it, make sure you join the Facebook group here. Uh, this Gym Owners Revolution links in our description. Follow the show on Instagram at the Gym Owners Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. And Stone. And you can find John over there at JBanksFL on Instagram. That silky smooth voice is the glorious John Fairbanks, everybody. Mm, that's me. So we were talking with some gym owners this week. We talk to gym owners a lot. Obviously, it's the nature of what we do. Um, and we keep hearing these, there's like these constant revisions that are going on with the, the recommended business model that when you start getting mixed up with some of these larger consulting firms, um, start doing it. And what they do is they just paint your business really into a box and it really starts to suck. It's really inflexible as well, depending on your business model, uh, you're boxed into what your marketing should be. You're boxed into the way that your ads should be. You're very much boxed into how your product should be, what your offers should be. And there's very little flexibility. Um, what this does is this changes your client experience into something that is not yours. Um, it's not, it's not born of your gym, your culture, your coach's style, your, the many potential futures that your gym can have, the many iterations that it can grow and evolve into, that's all taken away when someone comes in and says, uh, okay, everybody, the only offer we're running is we're selling a bait and switch fucking challenge. And we're going to do that for a year. Mm -hmm. And I, by the way, guys, I love the idea of trying a thing and it being maybe successful and then seeing that it doesn't work and then moving on. It's going to be the nature of a lot of things that you do. The problem is, guys, is you're paying somebody else to tell you what to do so that you can shortcut some of that shortcut through some of that trial and error and not have some of those major mistakes start to burden your brand. And that's what really, especially with the guys, you know what I'm talking about. So that there's, if you've been around some of those spots, there's a lot of bait and switch bullshit out there and that stuff will absolutely torture your brand. It'll torture, torture your reputation. Um, aside from the people you already have in your gym, We've heard from many members of gyms who went, yeah, and then my my gym owner or whatever, my coach, whatever, started going with some new cons consulting thing, and then the business got all fucking weird. Like, it started getting slimy. It started being really misleading. The marketing was, like, 
disingenuous and not us and not about what we do. Uh, the people that we were getting in were confused about what was going on. We're getting people upset about the service. Then the service fulfillment dives. The quality of the, your service on the floor starts to tank. Guys, you are in a local community. No matter how big your market is, people are not driving, for the most part, 45 minutes to go work out at your gym. They're mm -hmm. fucking not. So you got people that live within ideally 15-minute radius or drive by your location. No matter where you live, that's not that many people. Okay, You cannot be getting people interested around your area, show up, and then fuck up your reputation by just doing what some dipshit from far away who's working with 400 gyms is telling you what to do just so he can test some things to pump some numbers because the numbers ain't everything because your numbers will rock if you do some of this stuff and you throw a bunch of money at ads and you just really turn and burn the thing. That number will be awesome until people get hip to it. And then you're just another slimy motherfucker down the road that nobody wants to do business with. That was five minutes. That was good. Nicely done. <laughs> no, it's um, there's another piece to this. So while consultants suck, a lot of the fault falls to you, gym owners. Yes. And Tyler and I have been um, in areas where we weren't working for consultants. We weren't working with consultants, right? We were working with just in the fitness education space. And it's just humans fundamental desire to be dogmatic and to follow a leader and to then hold a religious fervor to whatever that leader says is the problem because you and I, I mean, how many for, we dealt with a, a, a serious issue where it was when we worked in the fitness education space, every gym, gym owner, every coach that really went deep and wanted to learn and they were really invested in wanting to improve themselves, they were willing to completely leave their own identity and strip it completely clean and just become what they thought their leader wanted them to become. Yeah. Like we watched full gyms. Completely just do pivot. completely different coaching philosophies. Like, just adopt it completely and abandon what all the people in there want to do and like to do. I mean, it was as extreme as, I mean, think about this as a gym owner. It was the one of the most extreme examples that I remember is that you have a CrossFit gym that is for anyone that lived under a fucking rock and doesn't know, right, is a very barbell heavy facility o almost overnight. Just get rid of every barbell in the entire gym. Yeah. And replace you want it. to go with something more functional, structural, but you cannot uproot A in lieu of B completely. People want, people were there for A. So if you need to do this new series, this new coaching philosophy stuff, it needs to be introduced. It needs to be blended in. It needs to become a part of your system. If it's there to be corrective, great. You can do more of one and less of another. But when you just blink the light from green mm -hmm. to red, it's a fucking problem. You cannot just flip it like that because everyone in your gym goes, well, this is not what I'm here for. This is not what I got in here. And, and I'm okay with leaning towards new and leaning towards better, but lean, leaning. One of the best piece of advice I ever got was that the most valuable thing you can do in your career and business and all things is carefully preserve forward lean. That's it. Just gradually lean into progress. That's it. If you try to jump too much, you changed everything. You'd lose the foundation with which got you there. And I'm okay with moving fast, but like a lot of things, someday you're going to move quick. Some days you're going to move slow, but just 
keep moving. If you learn something better, if you want to try a new thing, try it. John, we talk all the time about how to implement. If you want to implement a new program, a new service offering, a new specialty program or challenge or whatever it is within your gym, right? Do you now make that your gym's identity? No. What you do is you go, hey, you guys have said maybe also should be in response to a demand first, ideally, but then you go, all right, here's the thing that we're going to do. If you guys want to try this, you sell it internally. You run pilot programs. You prove that it works. And none of that is very laborious, and you don't have to build it from scratch. You just build it when people will start paying. But to just pivot your business to some model where you pay your coaches 20 bucks a session, and then you wonder why you don't keep your coaches. You let your coaches keep – I mean, let, you let your coaches keep almost no money. You do all the selling for them, so they're completely at com- – completely at your whims financially and then wonder why you're only going to get part-timers you're not going to get career people or why the moment they can be empowered personally to have their own thing they're gone and so your coach turnover is very very high your client turnover is very very high and those gyms you don't want to know what their fucking churn numbers are like and you don't want to know how hard it is to sell it becomes this high pressure sales shit which a fitness business guys you got to understand this requires more actual buy-in it just does more emotional buy-in, more time, more effort than just the moment of purchase. So when you run these programs, it's like we're gonna we're gonna run ads, we're gonna stuff people into some high-pressure sales situation, and then we're gonna force them into a product regardless of what they want, whether it's whatever the new trend is. You got to come in and you have to do this challenge first, and it's free, but we need money from you. Somehow that fucking makes sense, right? Or it comes in and go, no, no, you have to do semi-private thing. It's more expensive, but you have to do it to begin with. It's like, well, what if this person's done other stuff? What if they came, what if you're a CrossFit gym and somebody's been doing CrossFit for five fucking years? Jesus Christ. You're going to box them in for weeks at some big ticket price? Let them choose. And that's the issue I have with all of this is for your clients, they need choice. They need to choose their own path. They need to choose their own level of commitment. They need to choose what their experience is going to be or else they will go somewhere else. And on the other side, you as a business owner, don't let these consultants, don't let this, whatever somebody else's dogma is, and by dogma, I mean fucking thing they're throwing at the wall this quarter, okay? And then if it works, they'll adopt it, pitch those numbers to the next group until it stops working. And then they go go to something else and your brand, your business is left holding the bag. Your clients are left confused as to why things are always changing and getting weird, why they don't just know what it costs and what to expect when they do business with you. It's bullshit. Well, do not let them tell you what your business is and should be. You need to choose your path. Your clients need to choose their path. That those are underlying principles. That's what we do when we do work with gym owners. I don't tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you, like, here's what I think. And you can do A, you can do B, you can launch this, you can do that. You can pursue whatever intro program you want to do. But I like it all to be under the filter of just, do people have a choice? Do they get to fall into their buying habits? Do they get to level up or level down their level of investment? What between their buying habits, their available cash, their willingness to really push to succeed, how much time and effort they're willing to invest. That shit matters. And if you let somebody else come in and just strip all that away, you are selling your gym off to them. That's what's happening. And, and it really comes you're down to, them to Yeah. Oh well, yeah. You're paying them to then change who you are and then eventually be ready to take it from you. And it is, it is why it's how exactly what you called out, which is the idea where it, it is constantly a test. 
and things are just being tested. We, we watched this. We've watched this on the coaching front where it's for, for coaches wanting to get better. And the main person instructing the coaches is like, all right, I need everybody to do this this week and come back and report back. And it's, and then when it's all over and done, it's like, that sounds insane. Why would we do that? And he says, I just want to see if they'll do it. Mm-hmm. And it's understand that that mentality is also happening on the other side where if I want to, and you got to understand this from an unethical perspective. Yeah. So if we put on our unethical hat is if I'm getting ready to sell or if I'm getting ready to workshop or promote or run ads towards, let's say running semi-privates, let's say semi-private personal training and small group personal training is the number one thing that you need to do and that all gyms need to do right now in order to be able to triple their money by the weekend, hard stop period. Makes sense, John, right? It's a high value product. It's probably the most per hour, per floor hour you're going to be able to get short of a very full group class. Right. So at its core, that principle is right. And we subscribe to the importance of semi-private personal training, but how we go about doing it is going to be different. Now, because I'm saying that this is going to be my hook, and I know what I'm going to workshop on. And I know I'm going to be able to hook people in because they're dying for revenue and they're dying for members. So if I hook this correctly, my very next step to do with the people that are already in my community is I am going to put them in a corner and I'm going to say, this is what everyone is doing right now. Hard stop, period. I want everyone doing this. I want to know what your numbers are. I need the data. Go do it. No questions asked. Because then we're really taking, what was it? The Russian uh, Olympic model where they did that, that documentary where it was like, if you die, you die, essentially. Yeah, there's a, well, yeah, a little bit of that. There's also the Bulgarian, the, like the Bulgarian uh, Olympic training thing was a, That's what a it pure was. meat grinder. Yeah. So it just was, you kill everybody else. And everybody comes takes out. all the drugs. Everybody does all the training. 95% of them break. Mm-hmm. And the one with the most, most elite genetics. Uh, highest drug tolerance, the best responders to drugs, training, and resistance to damage. That's how you find them, is by breaking everything else. Thank but you. hey, you got some records. They get the records. What, the, what, that, what that model fails to represent to you is all the people that got chewed up in there. They got chewed up in that process. So know that when you're hearing these success stories, those are the ones who very likely, some maybe kept their shit all the way through, bless their heart. But a lot of them just really did it at the expense of their reputation and being like a a real place that there's a real connection. And I do believe that the future of fitness is results. And um, I do believe that results require actual connection and people who care and a real path that is guided by success for clients, which includes choice and commitment and all that stuff. So if you take that out of your gym to chase that, you're going to see a lot of financial success stories. At what expense it cost them, I don't really know. But everyone else who chased that and failed, they did not get the fucking money. They did not get really much any of any, any anything out of it. They're left holding the bag and their reputation sucks. They've got, torched a lot of relationships. There's a lot of just bad juju that goes into being the bad, slimy fitness guys. And in my opinion, that's the thing you need to avoid like the plague. That doesn't mean be afraid of selling. It doesn't mean be afraid of having offer. It means if your offerings are all right and they align with what people want and they need and you can connect them to people and give them a choice, that that rules. So however you pursue that, do that, do that your way. But this other shit, fuck all that. I don't give a shit how 
how jacked some five foot six dude with a weak ass beard who talks about shit that ain't fitness anymore constantly on fucking instagram i don't give a shit what he says about raising kids or reading books or god knows what else but fucking yeah, don't chase that shit this shit sucks get it in your business i promise your clients will hate it and they'll know right away we've worked with gyms that do a lot of that stuff too that have run through we've helped them implement that stuff and the thing always was and my people like really don't like this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. And you know what? They're your people too. They're not theirs. They're not theirs. So I don't care how many fucking, yeah. I don't care how often you eat ice cream, how often you do calves or how many fucking brains you have. Fuck it. It's your business. It absolutely is your business. Do not let them change the model for you. Okay. You need to decide. Truthfully, your clients need to decide. You need to decide what is going to make them successful. What do they want? Let their money and their willingness to chase results get them there. Let that guide your product selection. Let that guide your business decisions. And let it guide you. And I think this is the biggest, this is the warning. And this is the thing where we say like, listen, it's the reason why it's so unethical is because humans just want to follow and do. Yeah. Think about the diets. It's, it's just, it's whatever the, everyone is just fuck is just all over keto's nuts. Just it's keto, it's keto, it's keto, it's keto. And then it's carnivore and then it's whatever the fuck. And we are so dogmatic about what team and tribe we're on and it's us versus them. And this is the thing that's going to be the biggest difference maker and whatever the hell. And the reality is, is that everybody that's been in the game long enough just knows it's, it's whatever you can do consistently over a period of time is going to be what's best, but that's not how you make money. It's a smash and grab. It's quick flash in a pan. We got to be able to make money. We got to grab it now. And so that is where you're going to get caught up into it naturally. And that's what makes it unethical. It's just like you said, Tyler's like, it's, these aren't your people are not their people. Nope. So what they're doing is they're going to prey upon your desire to do better and they're going to shoehorn you into feeling that you must do a thing and only that one thing. And it will cost you. And that is definitely the piece where it is that testing ground, because what is so important right now will not be the thing in three quarters. Yeah. It will not be a thing next year. It will adjust and it will switch. And it just ends up being, and this I think is the biggest, one of the biggest problems at the end of the day is that it, it causes the vehicles that these dudes are using and that these groups are using and saying like challenges or personal training or semi-private, or this is how you, this is how you handle personal trainers. So this is how you, uh, how you bill people, or this is how, yeah, whatever let it is. Them tell you the percentage that you pay your coaches. Yeah. Who the fuck that, you know, who my coaches are. Do you know what they're capable of? Do you, it's, it's insane to me to just go by a formula is nuts. And to do those things, it's what it ends up doing is it, it demonizes the thing itself. So now when we talk to people, it's like, well, what do you, do you guys think about challenge? Well, fuck challenges. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, well, well no, like at its core, like a, a competition or a challenge is not a, it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. It's actually quite, it's quite positive. Yeah, you want to ruin a good idea. You exactly. want to ruin a good program, do it their way. Do it exactly. that way because it's all going to come off slimy. And now the next time you want to run like a really good challenge, it can be fun and real. It's all, it's all been painted in shit. You know, it sucks. It's and, and having launched some of those things, 
having implemented some of those things, having helped gym owners do those things. Because again, we just help gym owners do what they want to do. And we just point them in the right directions and lay out some principles. So we've literally done, implemented those things with gym owners. And we've seen the the massive 180 where they're like, oh, fuck, no, 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 no. And I'd say like probably like 60% of the actual things that they want implemented, there's massive pushback on. And I kind of agree with most of it in the process. And by the way, had, had great financial success. Cause that's not the question. It's not the question. You that's will weird. make money. You can have them both. This is the problem. It's like, yes. do, you, do you gotta be a dickhead to be rich? Absolutely not. You can be, mm-hmm. it's one path. You can get there and be an asshole in the process, but you don't fucking need to. And if you don't want to, you ain't going to like the end results if that's how you got it. And the way they get you, and we've talked about this before, but it's, you feel this. Like as a gym owner, you know, and I know you know, because I talk to enough gym owners to where I have to cut through quite a bit of bullshit just to be able to convince someone that I'm legitimately trying to just have a conversation with them and that I don't have some like Mississippi shuffle fucking bait mm-hmm. and switch bullshit where they're going to get caught into a sales call. So <laughs> it because so everyone's guards are up. Polo shirt, please. Okay. You know, I cannot tell you how many people are saying it's like, this isn't like that one guy's thing, is it? Or you guys aren't affiliated with these folks, are you? And it's just like, oh, Jesus. Yes. Every time we try to have to make like a real, just a, a conversation about it, say, hey, yeah, here's what we do. We've got some questions for you or whatever, right? Obviously, all roads are about making connections. But the idea of trying to make connections with gym owners and get some decent information about maybe what types of stuff they want, you immediately, people are like, I'm not, last time I did this, these guys got on as two versus one. And it was like a whole freaking high pressure sales thing. And they tried boxing me into this shit. Just know that if they're like that with you, that's exactly what they're going to expect with your clients. It's going to have to pass through all mm-hmm. the way through. And so that is definitely, it's going to be the piece where all those things continue to get ruined. And it is your job to be able to listen to your gut. Yeah. Your gut is going to tell you when something sounds and feels like shit. Do you remember, I, I send you these things all the time. There's a, there's like two, there's a couple that I send you quite a bit where it's like just the most douchebaggiest sales tip stuff. I think one of them is like digital product. The other one's a car salesman stuff. Do you say one of them's like yeah. very like military haircut, tucked in shirt, kind of jacked, all angry guy. It's like, he just, yeah. it's just like too much diabol and caffeine and like just furious. And I'm telling you guys, Fuck all that. It, it ain't it ain't like that. It doesn't need to be like that. And if you watch that stuff, just know that those are the formulas. These classic tried and true formulas. Those are the formulas that are just being stamped out when these people are trying to run a cookie cutter, plug and play, here's your full system, everything you need to do formula that you need to run. It's some shit that worked five years ago, that worked 10 years ago, that they're not tuning up. Because there's not the, there's not the resources, John. We've built we built bunches of products and things like this, and you know the inclination is very, the temptation is very strong to make a thing. All right, let's make the video about it. Let's write the formula. Okay, now we can send it out, and then to be like, this is done. This is my how to do this thing, right? And that's my how to guide, and that does not get updated forever. And that is the dumbest goddamn thing to be following is any marketing, any strategic philosophy, anything like that, with any level of specificity, 
right? Generalities I'm interested in because, again, there's underlying principles. But if you're talking actual execution stuff and that thing is three, four, five years old, you're out of your fucking mind. Now, I think it's important that you have a coach. Yes. Like, I think it's important that at some level you are going to come to a point where it's either I want to do this faster. I I don't know exactly what I want to do next because I'm I'm just I'm, I'm strapped for time and I don't have the time to do it. Or I just I would love to have somebody that has done this before. Right. It, yes. We're all and, and, and there's going to be different elements of your business that you're going to get to. This is very rarely is it just going to be like generally everything in the business. I'm now at that point. And there's going to be a moment. And that's the time where you kind of poke your head up, or at least you should be. And you're now looking for someone to help you. Yeah, I think that as far as especially in a business goes, I think there's obviously you need a plan. I think you're better off either finding someone that will assist in some of the doing in some of that stuff layout guiding i think mentorship in business is much more important than someone telling you what to do someone someone help you figure out what you want to do brainstorm let's let's come up with a an actual plan together that fits your rules your criteria the principles you want the vibe you want your business to have have somebody help you identify what that is and then let them based on their experience help identify the next path for it, the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. The worst thing that you can do is just have somebody who is, this is the biggest issue I think with licensing. There is no mentorship. There is no improving of yourself, of your skill set. It doesn't exist in any of these programs. It's here's what you do. Here's your split. You pay your coaches. Here's how you do this. No, they can't do this. We've got to do this. All your clients have to do this or else this delete this, go with that, run our ads, do this. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't matter. Here's how you're going to sell. Here's a bunch of fucking uh, slideshows from seven years ago. And then when you're having a hard time selling, it's not because nobody wants to sit down and watch a fucking slideshow. It's just because you did it wrong. Like that's, is, is that what you want? You, just, you know, it's, it's, do you just, you just want a boss. Why did you get your own fucking business to let somebody else tell you exactly what to do? Cause what are you, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Right. Why boss? Why? Cause you're going to have, if you have staff, they're gonna be like, why are we doing this? Somebody like, else is telling me to. Well, is that your answer? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the no. answer. Well, cause you don't get to get, you, you, you don't get to get away with, vain it doesn't well when you're middle management you get to have that you get to say well you know they said the business wants us to do this they 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 said i gotta do it so like hey we all gotta get in line like you don't get to do that yeah you have to then come and say no this is what i believe is best for us this is what we're doing this is the plan like you are so fucking confident because if you are not it's just going to be a recipe for disaster with your staff and with your clients. Cause they're going to feel it. And they're gonna be like, I don't know. I think this has to do with like whoever these fucking new people are. Yeah. Cause they're just like telling them to do stuff and you're just doing it. Like yeah, y'all ever been in a business where your boss gets a new consultant around, starts shaking <laughs> things up. <clears throat> you don't want that. <clears throat> the other thing here is this, all these fucking things are the goddamn same too that's what sucks is that it's it's no longer your business i can i'm not going to list names if you listen hard enough you may know what i'm talking a few few that i dropped earlier but like they're all fucking same 
they'll do the same thing fundamentally. They're they're the guiding principles underneath this is is profit over performance over results for your clients. Profit first. Absolutely. Sure. That's it. We're gonna sell absolutely zero effort to what the quality of what's going on for on the floor, zero effort gone into your coaches' careers, their career path. As a matter of fact, one hundred percent of them are detrimental. I've, I've never seen a coach that comes in and goes, oh, this is wonderful for me. The coaches that end up within those systems that are the only ones, John, we've done somewhere the coaches did really well, but that's because we literally broke the model to make sure that it worked. We, right? and, and John, we are, by the way, we are the ones that we've addressed very publicly on here. The coaches are a bit of a pain in the ass and you can't give them the key to the city. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But the levels that a lot of these ones you go, go through is that these coaches, it's not a... I don't like it being a commoditized, low-value position. It's too important. Those, those are the relationships that people have. You cannot have coaches pulling. I mean, some of these places are going to recommend nearly the what, what's minimum wage now. Is it here? It's still super low, but I think it's like fifteen in some states, right yeah. around there. There's 15. some that are fifteen, eighteen bucks an hour. It's like, dude, that's it's just not enough when you can't work many hours at that. You got to understand that that floor hours are not like this, and 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 it's private personal training should be very valuable. There is no incentive for a coach to stay with you if they're taking home 20 bucks or even 30 bucks an hour because they can't coach eight, 10 hours a day. So it just doesn't work. It just isn't going to make them a living. They can't get that many billable floor hours a day. So if anyone does that, has the relationships, they can and absolutely should uproot and do their own thing. So you've created a system where the system incentivizes Poor results for the clients, huge churn for the members, a um, big turnover in employees or an incentive for employees to leave. And especially for your best ones to always leave, you got to know that this is where all of this goes. But they, these firms, these, these consultants will get their money from you. You'll get some short-term money and then you're going to be left with not much left. Which is, guess what? Guess what the next play is? They acquire you. So when it finally sucks and the thing's not yours and it's not the thing that you wanted it to be, oh, perfect. Your business model is the one we want it to be. So let's write you a check for pennies on the dollar. And now it's ours. Don't play that fucking game. Don't play. It's a Faustian bargain and you need to know better. If you got into it for the right reasons, you absolutely need to know better than that. And, and it also discounts where it's, and again, yes, we have, we are not shy with sharing our opinions about most coaches. But there's quite a few coaches that also listen to the podcast too, right? So it, it is a thing where it's, but understanding that there are, while there are coaches that fall into the majority, there are also a healthy amount of coaches that are very qualified yep. and do care quite a bit and actually hold the potential to do a lot more, bring a lot more value to a gym and to commoditize, commoditize them right? Whatever that word is, right? To, to make them such a commodity to where you just say, well, no, really a coach is a coach is a coach, personal training hours, the equivalent of on a floor hour. Like all of these things are the same to put them in that box is going to cause you to have a very lonely and difficult road mm-hmm. to be able to hoe once you can't fucking pay those people anymore. Because there's going to become a time where you're no longer going to shell out 20 to 40 grand a year to then work with them. And what's going to be left is you. And if you're not super fucking passionate about all those things that you've built in your gym while you worked with them, 
it's you're going to be like what like it's your it's a kingdom of dirt that you've now inherited and what we have watched in real time is we've watched gym owners then fire the staff that they ha- that they hired under the the recommendations of these consultants they then have to completely redo the model and now all of a sudden whatever time that they got back whatever whatever heights that they hit while they were in like the height of paying to be able to get the, those results, then they went right back to either where they were before or they were worse off. And now they're, they're like beyond they're lower than where they were. Like it's just, you're not even back to step one, you're back yeah. negative. And then once it falls back and this is another one is if when those mistakes happen, which we've seen with gyms working like this, doing these implementing these systems is the owner ends up losing staff because of the way the system is because Clients aren't happy. The, the staff feels that first. Clients don't like it. They don't go straight to the owner. Some will. You'll hear it. Um, but when clients start getting rubbed the wrong way, <clears throat> leaving, coaching becomes really unpleasant because you're literally with a person for an hour. That's tough. Multiple times a week. Staff doesn't like the gig. They don't like the pay. They go. Then what happens? Owner's got to do some filling in to coach to cover that stuff. Then the many thousands of dollars, many, many, many thousands of dollars you're paying over the course of a year to implement all of these new things now is all wasted for many months, for months, a month, two months or whatever, while you're trying to cover, just cover. You're just covering, covering hours. You're covering floor hours. You're not able to implement new things. You're not able to sell. So now you spend a bunch of money consulting and now you're still just back on the fucking floor. That's what it got you. And I don't know that I've seen any gym owner run through this for like a year that doesn't end up taking a hit and getting back on the floor for a decent chunk of that time because of staff loss and because of the big influx of new clients that they can't fulfill on new low value, angry clients that are not going to stick around. There's one population that does and they do have success and they are the success stories. And they are the folks that absolutely say I'm a blank slate, whatever you need me to do, I will do. And they would have been great. Um, They just met the wrong person. Right, the dude that had everybody drink Kool-Aid and cut their dicks off, and the other guy that was gay that's fucking everybody out of Austin at whatever Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like it's those people. You just ended up meeting a gym consultant and not a fucking guru. Yeah. Because the reality is that you would have been in the Mason camp or fucking Charlie Manson camp, and then Manson family. Like those folks that are just saying, "Nope, whatever you say, I'm gonna fucking do it." Doesn't matter, hook, line, sinker. I'm all in, baby. And you know what? They fucking, they fucking crush it. They do great. They make a fuck ton of money because it is a meat grinder and off they go because their goal is not the goal of the people that we work with. No. Yeah. Your goal needs to be symbiotic relationship between you, your business, your staff, and your members in every direction. It needs to be that way. It needs to be mutually beneficial. And obviously you get to take plenty off the top. It's your fucking business. It needs to become profitable. But if your clients are not, if the priority is not results, if it's not really built into what is effective, what gets them bought in, what gets them to stay, what is going to give them the best chance of succeeding over the course of the short term without compromising the long term. Okay. That balance okay. in doing that via investment choice, all the things we talked about in the past, that now works. That needs to then trickle up to the coaches because the coaches are the ones providing that service. It doesn't need to be so much money in the coaches' pockets and so much of a intense power dynamic that they run the ship. 
Okay. But it's got to be good enough to keep them there, keep them invested, make sure they're happy, make sure that they are doing a good job. And that, that involves accountability and training them and all these other things that are completely neglected by these other things. They just assume that you, that like, as though staffing is not one of the most major problems in the entire industry. It's like, no, just fucking sell. It's like, come on, come on. Okay. And then from there, you and your coach, your coaches make enough money. Your your clients are getting results. And all of that needs to be balanced with what works for the business. What works for you as the gym owner, what works for you and your time and then your family and everything like that. And then you're okay. But that is the actual bigger picture. It's not 30 leads a week, a month. That's the numbers they're throwing at. Who gives a fuck? Like, is that what you got in this for? When you like went to open your gym, did you say, you know what, man, I can't, I just, my life's work. I really want it to be about leads. No, you fucking idiot. If you did, we're not your guys. But if you actually want to help people and you actually want to get results, this is where, this is, this is, this is why we just help align everything with that. And if done right with the mind for all of those factors, the money is there. You can have your cake and, tea and eat it too. You don't have to be slimy. It's not that fucking hard. You just can't let anyone tell you completely what to do. Don't just don't just run somebody else's formula. It's the worst. And that's why we and that's why we stay away from it. <laughs> we we hated it so much as clients of that. Yeah. They were like, what the fuck is happening here? This is why you know it's interesting. For an example, guys, like John and I, our if we're running through our client people that we work with directly in the gear academy and with our, our larger coach, more expensive coaching products as well, that we do, we have all of them are di- completely different. I mean, every single one is a very different business model. Mm-hmm. Even similar businesses have a totally different, very different setup. model, very mm-hmm. different product offerings, very different approach to staffing. It's like there's there is more than one way to do it. There are guiding principles, like I just laid out before. That's my that's the underpinning underpinnings of success, in my opinion. Is that's the feedback loop of success. It all has to work. There needs to be incentives, and then everything that that loop works, and you have something to grow. But the idea that there's only one path to that is crazy. Well, and and anytime anyone says that, I'm talking in any fucking capacity of your life. If they say, well, it's either A or B and everything else is wrong, right? A is wrong, B is right. Then fucking run as fast as you can the other direction because it is fundamentally a lie. There is, there's a reason why whatever those sayings are, right? There's like more than one way to skin a cat. Like it's Mm -hmm. those things have lasted forever because there's more than one fucking way. And anyone being like, this is the way, go fuck yourself. It's a hundred percent untrue. And so, I mean, for, for an example, we have a small personal training gym. That's probably, I would say 40% personal training, 60% group fitness, the occasional specialty program. We have straight up CrossFit gyms that are implementing some personal training, making some moves into semi-private. We have a complete 24 hour facility with some specialty programs and personal training, but a true 24 hour gym. Uh, we have franchises that are 24-hour gym studios with personal training as well. Some of them are looking to pivot into adding some semi-private stuff, specialty offers. All of them do sell nutrition coaching because, again, that's a thing that is – and some of them are mid-implementation or midway through starting to implement some of these services um, on the nutrition side. But, that's again, that's aligned with what gets clients' results. 
not able to help with nutrition. We've said this many times, like, how are they, how is anyone getting anything from you? How are they going to get results no matter how hard they work if they don't have the option to pay someone to tell them to give them help with food? So all of them do that. We have a one who works strictly with youth sports performance facility, but a whole facility for it in with its group that's semi-private, that's personal training, um, different markets, different needs, different sales tactics, different everything, just a few principles. MMA. So that's the difference. Mixture of kickboxing and weightlifting. Yes. Different yeah. styles of MMA. That, yeah, like it's, we, have, it, we have full MMA, jujitsu, striking, youth programs. Then we have another gym that is a hybrid of a bodybuilding, group fitness style spot and kickboxing. And so yeah. there's a lot of different ways that you can do this stuff. Whatever your thing is, know that you don't have to become their fucking business. You don't need to do it. If you're going to, by the way, if, if that's what you want, just open a fucking franchise. For sure. Get brand recognition and there's a little more to ride. I don't understand this thing. Why, why people do that. And instead. you know what? I think that that's like, that's, God damn it, that might be one of the best points. Yeah. Because it's, what do you buy when you buy a franchise? What's the systems. point? You buy systems. the systems. Yeah. The other guys, right? All the huge gargantuan fucking consultants that are in the space. What are they trying to sell you? That's it. Systems. Systems. They're just fucking selling you a system, but they're the model in which they're doing it is they're just turning you into their franchise. Yeah. And so that's where it is. Oh, didn't you not choose a franchise for a goddamn reason? Because I'm going to tell you right now is that the big boys, like the big names, some of the like the largest franchise in the world, their software and their systems beat the fucking pants off of anything. Any consultant is going to throw your way. So if you're going to get a coach, they better have a lot more than just a fucking system for you to be able to plug in. Because if they don't, then you literally just chose what like to rob Peter to pay Paul. Like you just didn't decide to go get someone with decent fucking name recognition. You know how much better off you would have been if you just got a goddamn anytime fitness instead of you having your mom and pop place and then sell your fucking soul to the devil. So you could get their systems because they have really pushy fucking salespeople. Yeah. Yeah. Call you a loser. If you don't buy a shit. <laughs> like, come on, what are you demasculate you, you like because you want to talk to your wife you, about your it? Your wife's going to like it if you don't make any money this year? What do you think? The hell you want to provide for your family? Right. That type of shit. Yeah, fuck those guys. And on the other side of that, too, is like on the, like the franchise conversation is if you're going to get involved in these types of things where they're just telling you system, they're telling you exactly what to do with your business. And it lacks any consideration for client results. You might as well just open a goddamn Burger King. Correct. Because you're going to have the same impact on your community's health as well. Same thing. Okay. You're not doing anything to fucking help anybody at that point. Okay. You're just saying, ah, fuck with, fuck these people. Let's just get their money. Okay. It's the wrong, it's the wrong move. You're not the good guy. If that's what you do, if you're choosing that in lieu of, if you're choosing somebody's systems and money and turn and burn shit in lieu of actually just making an effort to keep the fucking train of progress and results for your clients on the goddamn tracks, Okay, if you're willing to derail that, you're not the good guy, and you gotta you do, you do need to understand that is you're not, and that's fine. Okay? You, not everybody chooses to be to take the high road, and that's okay. But I I assume some of you guys got in this business with some altruistic intentions. So fucking man the fuck up about it. Like actually do it. Don't be a fucking coward and go. Oh God, I just can't figure it out. Let me just hand it over and close my eyes and ignore what's happening around me. 
sucks, man. Your ship's going to sink and it's going to be your fault, not theirs. But they'll buy it from you cheap. So that's what we got. <laughs> I got that was a, that might be our heaviest ranty <laughs> episode in a while, guys. From two apologize. fitness business consultants telling you to and <laughs> how much fuck. fitness business consultants man. suck. Fuck uh, guys. Yeah, it is what it is. Hey, man, and we might not be any better. I don't know, but if you want to find out, have a chat with us. See what we say differently. If you want to talk about maybe some of these things um, with some interest in maybe the things that we could maybe help you with and how maybe we would go about it, we can chat with you about that. Sure, just shoot us a DM at the Gym Owners Podcast or at your mom at hackyourgym.com. That's real, by the way. We have, we have a lot of those. There's also what? The dudes at hackyourgym.com. The dudes, your mom, whatever. Do we have your dad too? We do have your dad. <laughs> um, That's for the VIPs only. Your dad's house. Um if you want to snoop around, snoop around, lurk around, see the types of things that we're thinking about. We, I dump tons of word vomit and brain matter into the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. So if you want to lurk around, go over to the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. We do guard it. There are a number of ads people and consultants and all sorts of people that see that gym owner is the name of the group and they try and get in and they want to be able to hit you up in your DMs and things like that. And so we guard it and we protect yeah. it from that. Yeah, you ain't, there, there, there is there's none of that in there. It's pretty well protected when people get in. Nobody's going to ask for Bob's or Virgin or anything like that. So, And you can also see Tyler and I's lovely faces because that is the only place that the video version of the podcast can be found. Yeah, that's that worth something. Enough. It is. All wow. right. So follow the show at Jim Winters Podcast on Instagram. You can follow John at? JBanksFL. And you can find me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. Uh, links in the description for the Facebook group. Also, go to gymownersrevolution.com if you want to click around. That's where we got the blog, back articles. We got transcripts running there, too. So, we do. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next